Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the coolest. Do- oh wait, no, that's YouTube. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's canine educator. The podcast where we love, live, and of course, work with dogs. How the heck is everybody doing? It's been a while. I apologize for that, but not really because there's a lot of good reasons why I haven't been on the pod. Um, but I am on today, so I'm going to do the best I can to catch you guys up. I have been on the road for, I don't know, since, let's see, since the beginning, or no, since the middle of April. Um, so I've been on the road for a while, um, almost two months, um, just traveling. Uh, first thing I did is I, I did four or five weeks uh, in my van, lived in my van for four or five weeks out west. What a, an incredible experience. Um I'm not going to go into too much detail because it was obviously a long period of time, but it was it was a life changing experience. Uh, the first time I, I lived in a van was like three days in uh, Oregon or four to, four or five days in Oregon uh, with my buddy, uh, also dog trainer Forrest Mickey, um, and it was just life changing to to be able to just you know you get tired, you pull over, you uh, eat some food and go to bed, and then just wake up and grab a cup of coffee at a local gas station and just keep going. Um, really just the the freedom of that um uh motivated me to to build my own van and um i got one it's a three thirty five hundred uh mercedes benz sprinter uh extended dually um completely decked out it has a kitchen it has a bed it has multiple tables it has uh, storage it has um lights led lights uh it has a uh, a heater um that actually is is like a customized heater that for the van um and it's all solar operated so it's a pretty decked out thing it's pretty nice inside if you guys haven't seen pictures you can go to my instagram at tom davis to check it out to give you a visual but um that's what i did for like four to five weeks i um i drove out to denver by myself with my dogs and the first night was miserable. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm like, I don't need to do this. And I think that that's why I did it is because I wanted to put myself in an uncomfortable position to grow myself as a human being. Uh, I think that that's like the biggest thing that I took from it was the, f- was the fact that like, you know, on a daily operational thing, I'm so comfortable with, with everything. And most people are like, you're in your house, you go to work, you come home, whatever, um, and I do travel a lot for work, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit uh, of how I do that and what it's become now where it was before. Um, but, you know, I think just putting yourself out there with with nothing and by yourself really grows you as a person. And that's what I wanted to do is I just wanted to have that experience to um, live live off the land, if you will, and really just explore the beautiful country that we live in. And uh, I did. So... The first night I was like, it was the first time I cooked in there. So I have a stove and everything like it's, it's legit. It's like a mini house. Um, and you know, like tripping over myself, tripping over the dogs, like not knowing like where to dump the water, like all that stuff, stuff that you just wouldn't think about. I was like, man, this kind of sucks. Um, and then I was like, but you know what? It's cool at the same time. So I stayed at a lot of KOAs, um, just because I never knew really where I was going to end up, which is the cool freedom of living out of the van of, it's just so cool, and it gets me excited even thinking about it to do it again, to just just go. That's it. You just have a destination. You don't have a timeline. Um, you, you don't. You just go, and and that's what it was for me, and so like we'd stay, I'd stay at a KOA. 
because uh, they're dog friendly, super dog friendly, and they're really, really nice. For those of you who don't know, KOA is it's basically a franchise, uh, uh, you know, um, campgrounds of America. It's called, um, and you can check in after hours, and it's super dog friendly, and they're really 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 nice i mean we're talking like four-star hotel nice as far as the amenities go they have wi-fi they have extremely nice showers and bathrooms and lounges and pools and barbecue i mean they're really nice um so i stayed there just because it's a safe place to park and that was probably the hardest thing to do living out of the van with my dogs was finding a safe place to park um, when when Forrest and I were in the in the hills or in the mountains or just in the back country it was very easy to just pull off because it's super dark we're shaded by the uh, the redwoods I mean nobody bothered you but when you're on the road and you're on like the interstates and stuff uh, when I traveled on the interstates across the country it was you know it's it's definitely challenging to find like a safe place to park because the last thing you want to like the worst that's going to happen is somebody's going to wake you up which I have a story about that it's ridiculous because it did happen once and you should definitely listen for that because it's it was crazy um but like that's the last thing you want is like anxiety of like is somebody come like bang on my doors and kick me out you know my dog's gonna go nuts I don't know so anyway, um, so I went to Denver, um, stay at some KOAs, super nice. I picked up my dad in Denver. I was born in Colorado Springs, for those of you who don't know. So I'm a Colorado native, which is few and far in between actually in Colorado now. So so I picked my dad up in Denver. Uh, he flew in from Indiana, and uh, we just went to the mountains. And uh, I have a really strong passion for mountains, um, just the vastness and the majestic feeling I get of being surrounded by gigantic mountains is is something that um, I've always had in my blood, uh, to be honest. Like, it's just something that I just have. Um, and if you have it, you have it. And if you don't, you don't. You can't teach it. You can't learn it. You really can't understand it if you don't have it. It's just like such a feeling. Um, it's just different. Like, when you're in a big city, it's kind of cool because you're surrounded by big hustle and bustle but when you're in the mountains and it's just like beautiful streams and evergreen trees and just uh, just mountains and snow you know it could be 90 degrees and there's still snow in the mountains and it's for me it's just I don't know it's almost like a it's almost like being in a movie to me it's just really really cool um but anyway so me and my dad traveled all over Colorado. Um, we went to a lot of different places. Breckenridge, I've been vacationing there for like 15 years with my family. Um, so that's a really cool place that I really enjoy. And uh, I also own a Breckenridge Instagram account called uh, Breck Dog Co., which hopefully in the future will become something more. But anyway, so I just really, really love Colorado in general. And we cruised around, lived in the van with my dad. Um, really cool experiences, um, you know, making campfires at night and grilling and just talking and just being together out of the van with my dogs in Colorado. It really did just, there's nothing more in life that, you know, I would ever want. That's that's just like my dream. Um, and then, uh, basically we went to Tetons in Montana, I want to say, geez, it's a part of the Rocky Mountain range. Um, but the Tetons are in Wyoming, I'm sorry. Um, so we went to the Tetons, and that was, I've never been out that far west. And so when we went to the Tetons, it was like a game changer. I was like, holy crap. Um, very, very, very pretty in Wyoming. Um, I have a lot of pictures on my Instagram, I'm sure you guys have seen. Um, but the Tetons kind of like resemble the Swiss Alps. They're very spiky, um, like not like the normal Rocky Range, which are very bouldery and kind of rounded. Um, but anyway, very beautiful land. Um, and then we picked up my girlfriend, Taylor, at the airport. I flew her into the Tetons. So it was me, my dad, 
um, and my dogs still. And it's the farthest out west that my dogs have been in, I've been. And it was just an incredible experience to be surrounded by like everything that you could love with um, no worries, no stress, no timelines. Uh, it's the first time I've been off a schedule in a long time because even when I do travel, I did a podcast uh, a couple months ago about, you know, I said I only take like two vacations a year and people were like, dude, that's not enough. But I also travel like three to four times a month um, and they're not necessarily vacations, but I mean, I love what I do and I get to go to cool places. So I do I do leave a lot, but this was a circumstance where um, I literally had no schedule at all, and that was pretty, pretty. Uh, um, it was a good feeling. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it was rejuvenating, I guess. Um, so we picked up her, and then we hung out in the Tetons area, Wyoming area, for a for a day, and then we drove to uh, Yellowstone National Park, and unfortunately. We were there during mud season, so there's good things and bad things to that. The good thing is, is like nobody was there. The bad thing was, is a lot of things were closed. So there were certain roads and certain restaurants and bars and things like that that were closed because of mud season. It's basically a time where um, winter transforms into spring or summer. Uh, basically, they're spring, and everything kind of closed down for a couple weeks. Um, so it was good and bad, but anyway, we had to drive an additional seven hours into Idaho and up to the Northern part of Yellowstone. And it was like the first weekend or second weekend that they were open. And we went in there and it was beautiful. It, for those of you who don't know what Yellowstone park is, it's a national park that stretches over like two to three different States. Um, really, 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 really cool. Um, and there was just bison everywhere and there was coyotes and we saw all sorts of different animals. Didn't get to see any wolves because we only had one day there, unfortunately. Um, but that was an incredible experience. And then we basically drove from the Northern part of Yellowstone up by the Rockefeller, uh, parkway, just like the, I think the most Northern part of Yellowstone and all the way down to Denver, which was like an eight hour drive, which was a terrible idea because we left at like noon and we didn't get until Denver until like, I don't know, like one thirty or two o'clock or something in the morning. Um, so I got my dad a hotel, uh, cause he was flying out the next day. And then, uh, Taylor and I stayed in the van in the hotel parking lot. And then we brought him to the airport and came back and showered and went for a run and did all that stuff. Um, and then Taylor and I trekked out for the first time together in the van. Uh, that was really, really fun. We just hit a couple other spots and went back to Breckenridge, went to Colorado again. And, um, Shout out to uh, the Airbnbs that held me up. Um, found some really cool uh, Airbnbs in Breckenridge that we're really excited about. Um, but anywho, so we stayed there and then um, just tooled around a little bit for a couple days. I think we had like seven days or six days before my seminar. And then I ended Denver trip with a seminar in Denver. Um, so I flew out my videographer slash photographer, Sean, and a longtime friend. Went to high school together. Um, and uh, you guys have seen his footage and films and stuff on my YouTube and on my Instagram. And so long story short, we had a really awesome time in Denver. Denver, thank you so much for the hospitality and everyone coming out. It was a sold-out working spot uh, slash audit. Uh, seminar. So we had 10 working spots and then we had unlimited audits. I think we had like 25, 30 people a day, um, which was really, really fun. And it was definitely at its capacity. I don't think we could have fit one more person in the venue that we had. And I am 100% looking for another venue in Denver um, because we just outgrew this space. And so if anybody out there is listening that is in the Denver area that has a 
warehouse space or an area that we can rent out for the weekend. Uh, we want to do that again, but we can't do it until we get some space. Um, and that goes for pretty much everybody. Um, and that's, I guess I'll get into that next. Um, but anyway, Denver seminar went awesome. We got a lot of great footage. We helped a lot of people, um, took a lot of pictures. It was really, really fun. And then, um, I flew Sean home and Taylor and I came back. Um, but, and then when I, I'll, I'll go, I'll go into that in a second, I guess. But I do want to talk about uh, when Taylor and I were coming back. So I'm going to talk about how we got woke up one day. It was crazy. So like I said about the KOAs, so when Taylor and I came back, we stayed at another KOA, and I think it was in Illinois. And so when you pull in at KOA at night, like you really can't see much. Every KOA has like a welcome map um, after you sign in after hours and whatever. So you kind of like get a feel for where you're going to stay. Um, and usually we just stay in like a tent spot cause we just, we just need a safe place to sleep. Uh, and then we're usually out before anybody's up in the morning. But so we're cruising around this KOA, right? And we're like, Oh, there's like nobody down in this area. I wonder like, well, let's just go down there. So we like tooled around up front and there's like this little hill that goes down into this uh, other area. And, um, there's like nobody down there, which was probably like a sign of there's a reason. So we go down there. Long story short, I walk the dogs. Like there's like a little stream behind us or whatever. Well, about I woke up. I set my alarm for like five o'clock just to make sure that like we weren't in a bad spot or whatever, or maybe to find out the reason why nobody was down there. And we did. So basically at like five, I set my alarm for five, I think. And like five fifteen, somebody's knocking at the door. I'm like, Oh shit. Cause this is scary. Cause my van has, um, like privacy blinds. So like you can't see out. So when somebody's like knocking at your door at like five in the morning, you got your dogs, like, it's just like startling. Like for sure. You're like, Holy crap. Like, who is it? What is it? What am I going to do if, if it's good or bad? Like it's startling. Luckily this individual was awesome. Um, she didn't say anything. She just was like waving me on and little to my knowledge, my van was literally almost completely submerged up to like the, the tire well in water. And she like had huge like waders on and she just, she just knew like, I'm going to go wake this kid up or this person up. Um, like I don't want to startle him. I don't want to yell at him. I, I just want to get him out of here. So she didn't even say anything. She just waved me on and like continued to walk up the hill and was like, yep, you probably didn't know. And we literally, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what would have happened. I really don't. Um, if it just kept rising and I have a picture of it actually, uh, that I posted and we literally were on the, like literally on the freaking, uh, um, on the, like in the water, like it was crazy. So anyway, I, I think we, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. Maybe the van would have started moving. I could have got out of there. I'm really not sure. But anyway, that was pretty scary. So that was the only time we ever got woken up on the trip. Luckily, and luckily, no, you know, nothing bad happened, and the lady was super cool, and she basically just brought me up the hill and just navigated me to another spot and walked away and didn't say anything because she, like, knew, you know, whatever. So that was super cool of that lady. Um, but anyway, that was pretty crazy. That was kind of scary. I was looking down after. I'm like, holy crap, that could have been really bad. Like, if she didn't wake up to come get us or she didn't see us or whatever, I don't I don't know what would happen, but that was crazy. Um, basically, so basically when we got home, uh, my schedule just went crazy. My online stuff was crazy when I was on the road. Um, cause I forgot to block out my online stuff. So you can work with me online via FaceTime. I worked in like China and India and multiple different countries while I was on the road. 
uh, on an accident because I forgot to block out my stuff. Um, so when I got home, my schedule was crazy online. I immediately got an opportunity and booked a um, some private sessions with Logan Paul in LA. Um, so we flew to LA and did some stuff with him. I stayed. I I was at his house for three days, um, working with him and his new dogs. Um, super cool guy. For those of you who don't know who Logan Paul is, he's an internet superstar um internationally like super famous dude um really really cool dude i liked him a lot um in the future maybe we'll work together again um but i just did some tune-ups and got him on the right path with his puppies um so anyway so i did that i came home so immediately like i was home for like three days flew to la um and then my schedule just got super crazy came home um I flew to Kansas City to work with Patrick Mahomes. I'm not a sports guy, but he is the MVP of the NFL. He's a really big deal. Um, had a lot of fun with him and his girlfriend, Brittany. Super cool people. Um, working with them for sure in the future um, with their dogs. Uh, and then I came home again, and now um, my schedule's filling up like crazy. I'm going to Miami. I'm going back out to L.A. I'm going to San Diego. I'm going to couple other places and then I think we're booking right now for my travel into the fall I know I'm going to Germany um, and a couple other places so my schedule is crazy right now um, and so basically I want to talk about that for a second for those of you who are wondering how I do that and then for those of you wondering how to book me it's super 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 simple um, basically I have an opportunity because my facility and my my business is self-operating which means I do not have to be there at all um, obviously, I am almost every day that I possibly can because I love what I do and I support my staff because they're freaking awesome. Um, but that's what allows me to do that. Um, how I get the jobs that I get is a lot of times through word of mouth um, and just putting your money where your mouth is. Um, social media has really helped me. Um, get all these different jobs. Uh, like if you can go out there and literally put all of your cards on the table and say, look, this is what I am. This is what I do. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, and uh, people like what you do. I think part of the reason why I get the majority of the, do the jobs that I get is not only um, being, hold on a second. Lakota, Fui, Platz, stay. Sorry, guys. My uh, dog literally loves to chase my cat. and It's super annoying. Anyway, um, so I think like part of that to getting those jobs is, um, again, being um, skillful and talented at what you do, being able to do things on the spot, and then also having um, the ability to work with strangers you don't know um, and being comfortable with that and then being comfortable with you. Um, and I can tell you that it sounds all fun and dandy, but you don't realize, and I certainly didn't, you know, when I started doing these out of state stuff, you don't realize how difficult it is to go to somebody else's house and their environment and work with dogs that you don't know around people you don't know and in an environment you certainly don't know and do work. Um, it's challenged me as a dog trainer for sure um, to be put in those situations because these people, um, the majority of the like, clients I was just talking about literally can't go out in public. Um, like they just can't. They're that. That's just the that's the clout they have, um, and I think it's unfortunate for them the majority of the time. But I have to go to their house. There's and same thing with like working with um, polit politicians, like the governor and things like that. I'm always in his mansion um, because they can't go out. And so when you're there, you have to do things on the fly, on the spot, 
like no training tools, no equipment, no staff, not your own thing, no crates, nothing. You just work. And um, it's really it's really created me to be super versatile. It's definitely helped me be a better trainer. Um, and so it's not all fun and dandy like, oh, you get there and train. And like, we're, yeah, it's like, yeah, but you have to be, I mean, I'm not going to lie. And I'm definitely, definitely, I don't want you guys to see this wrong way. I think you guys know me by now, like to just know that I just speak the truth and I'm transparent as possible. You have to be... A, extremely skilled to be able to go into somebody else's house and 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 get the results that make them be like whoa i want you to come back or whoa that was impressive and that's what you have to do because they're not going to call you back if you're not um and it's going to make uh, you know situations look really awkward you know the, the people that um that uh, requested you or referred you to them like you have to put on and so there's a lot of chemistry that goes into making those things a success. Um, and again, you know, I'm young, so a lot of the clients that I'm working with, I'm around their age. Um, that's that's a huge advantage, um, considering like the majority of dog trainers are 40s and 50s and 60s. Um, so those are a couple of things that play a role. Um, being able to actually, because if you go there and you can't like smash it, these are people that literally are begging like uh, so many people are begging to work with these types of people um and it's sad but i mean it's just the truth guys like it just is like that's just what happens like these people are so known and so famous and everybody wants something from them and it's it's a hard thing it's a hard business to get into um but once you do you gotta execute super hard like you gotta really do good because if it's not like awesome, like that's what they're used to. There's, there's the people that they hire for their services have to be the top of the line. So I would just say if anybody gets an opportunity to work, um, with like these type of apex uh, people, which means they have a lot of people that are looking at them and they have a lot of clout uh, on the internet, which is literally what currency is these days. You better be good at what you do and you better be able to do a good job because if you don't, you're never going to hear from them again. So that's my two cents on that. Um, that's how I get these jobs is to just you know work really hard, stay humble, uh, prove yourself and uh, anything's possible. Um, I'm going to go into detail a little bit later maybe um, and, and look Logan and I have been talking the last uh, couple of days about, um, you know, what we're going to do in the future, um, you know, what's going to be best for the dogs and things like that. But there, you know, maybe we'll meet up again in the future. Maybe I'll ha have him on the podcast and we'll talk about some stuff because Logan's a really funny dude that a lot of people either love or hate that kid, it seems. But anyway, uh, he's a super cool guy. And uh, like I said, Patrick Mahomes is obviously really talented at what he does in the NFL. And um, anyway, so that's kind of how I, I get these jobs is through referrals. Um, the referral system that I have is basically people trust me. Like if, if their client or their friend or their colleague like has a dog problem, they're like, look no further. Call this dude. He will come and put on a clinic. And, you know, and i just super passionate about it. So that's how you get that stuff, guys. Just put your head down, work hard. Uh, if they don't come, that's okay. That, that, that means that, you know, it's probably a good thing. Like, because if you did get the opportunity and you went there and you completely got nervous and you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't train in that environment or whatever, that's totally okay. There's no problem with any of that, but you know, everything happens for a reason. And, um, you know, sometimes if you ask the universe for things and you get it and you're not prepared, it can really backlash on you. So, so after I've done that, so I just got back from, yeah, so, so like I said, I've been on the road for like forever since the middle of April. Uh, I just got back in my schedule right now. 
is good for like, I'm going to be at the facility for two weeks um, because one of my other trainers is getting married. I think that's the only reason why I'm planted at the facility because like I said, my inquiries and my out-of-states are booking up like um, more than we can keep up with, which I'm grateful for. But at the same time, like, you know, traveling um, can be stressful for multiple different uh, reasons. Um, You know, putting out fires back at the facility, you know, missing your dogs and your family and things like that. Like it's not all rainbows and butterflies. But anyway, to book me is really easy. Um, If you guys are seriously thinking about booking me either for a seminar or if you want me to just come hang out at your house and work with your dogs, I have a flat fee um, for both of those things for the majority of the time. Um, if you pay those, um, if you pay those fees and uh, it fits with your schedule, then that's pretty much how we book it. Um, we really do have a, like a filtered process of making sure like the people understand the expectations and they know who I am and um, you know what what kind of, what type of work we're going to do and what to expect. Um, but you guys can simply just email Taylor, my manager at canineeducator at gmail dot com. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure we're booking easily into the fall right now for the majority of my out-of-state stuff because I really only like traveling on the weekends uh, unless it's for like a a week job like the things that I've done in the past but anyway so that's pretty much how that works guys and um, I just wanted to update you guys on everything that I've been doing and uh, the good news is is um, I'm going to be home for a couple weeks so I'm hoping to pop back on the podcast and I still get messages every single day from people um, messaging me about uh, the podcast and sending me their their screenshots if you guys send me a screenshot on Instagram I always repost it and I appreciate the love and support um, that the podcast provides to you guys I really really do a couple uh, other highlights and news in my life is um YouTube is uh, going crazy right now for us. Um, we're putting a lot of content out on YouTube. Uh, that's primarily my content thing. Um, so if you guys haven't yet subscribed to my YouTube channel, just look up Upstate Canine Academy in the search bar, subscribe, hit the notification bell that basically will alert you when I upload anything new. Um, yeah, we're, we're close to, we should be able to hit 50,000 subscribers um, at the end of this month, which is really exciting um, because it's been a really hard climb to, to get there so far. And um, But that's where a lot of my content is. That's where the majority of like all my tutorials are. Um, that's where you're going to find everything um, as far as dog training relates. And we're starting to get into a little bit more behind the scenes stuff. So a little bit more vlogish um, intertwined with... Um, Uh, information and tutorials because we find that people kind of like seeing the behind the scenes of what makes you know how how do these things happen because a lot of people like on instagram they just see the highlight reel nobody really sees the behind the scenes or some of the bad stuff you know like if you guys have watched some of my vlogs about the flooding and stuff um i think it's entertaining to say the least so uh, if you haven't yet you can check out my youtube channel for all the most updates and obviously on my instagram at tom davis or at upstate canine academy as well um, let's see. So that's pretty much what's going on in my life. Um, I just, I, to be honest, I just haven't had time to sit down and do this and I, and I don't like to put out crap. I, I like to give you guys like a solid podcast so you guys can be entertained and informed. Um, the no bad dogs merch is done. It is going to go live this week. Um, so it is June 4th, 2019. Uh, this week, uh, the no bad dogs t-shirts will be live. Um, once they sell out, we're going to order more. Um, so you guys, uh, can find those links on my Instagram once they go live, which is exciting. Um, I just haven't been in town for months to, to, to make this happen. So, Anyway, um, shout out to my team for holding everything down and doing a really good job. 
Um, and then shout out to people who understand that when I'm on the road, it's really hard for me to help them in certain situations. Um, you know, that was a really hard problem. Uh, a lot of people wanted to access me like immediately on the fly, like right there. And then why are you not answering me? I'm like, I literally on my phone right now, um, I have 407 unread text messages. Um, and the majority of those are just people who just like, I, I just don't have the capacity to help everybody at all times, um, which is why I have a manager, which is why we're hiring like another assistant to just take over some of the, um, some of the inquiries that we're getting for my personal brand. Because basically right now, like my dog training facility in upstate New York is its own identity. And then my personal brand is becoming another identity and another business such as merchandise, podcasting, YouTube, uh, seminars, workshops, in-house training celebrity training like all this stuff is becoming different and so as i get pushed and pulled of like staying grounded and being small time dog trainer in upstate new york and i love doing that and managing the business there's also all of these international national opportunities that people are like trying to get me to that so we're trying to find a balance and we're trying to hit the ground running and really trying to keep up with everything um, and even my trainers at the facility right now um, you know, they're like three weeks out. Um, and so we're probably going to hire another trainer soon. And, you know, there's, you know, like a guy came from Miami, Paul, shout out to Paul. He came from Miami to, to train for the weekend. And I just wasn't there because some of the contracts I have, I have to get up and go at that moment. And so we're in the process right now, just so you guys know, cause I, I like to be as transparent as possible. And it's kind of like podcasting is kind of like my outlet, I guess it's like my little, uh, journal, if you will. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for you guys listening. I appreciate it, but um, I just want to let you know what's going on. And so basically like that's what's happening is uh, like my, my brands are becoming two different things. Um, we definitely saw this coming and we, we are trying to prepare for it, but it is really, it's a really hard transition for sure because um, it's just changing the entire business as like, I, I don't even train at the facility that much anymore except for my boarding trains. Um, and it's, it's a hard thing for, I think, local people to understand. And it's even a hard thing for people that are traveling from, I mean, right now we have four dogs and every single one of them are not even on the East coast. Like they're not from here at all. Um, and sometimes it's hard to explain to people, um, that they may not see me, they may not meet me, but I am going to be working with their dogs. And so we're, we're trying really hard to uh, navigate this path of, of transitional growth. Um, and we also are doing a bunch of exciting things that I haven't even announced that are really going to change everything for us locally and nationally. So there's just so much going on. And uh, I was just wanted to hop, hop in the podcast and just, um, I owe it to you guys, uh, for those of you who just listen to what I do and like what I do and appreciate me, um, as an educator, I just wanted to update you guys on, uh, what's been going on. And, um, you know, recently, as far as like dog training goes recently, um, I've been really trying to just do the, do the best I can to advocate for tools. And, um, that's pretty much like what I do is advocate for tools. And some people get annoyed by that, um, because I just put out a lot of tool content, but I'm just passionate about it. I, I can't tell you like when, when somebody, like when I use a remote collar, um, an e-collar to, to train a dog or train a puppy, um, that literally has absolutely zero, 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 none, zilch, nada, negative effects and negative aversives uh, or positive aversives, any aversives on a dog. And it literally trans translates their life to be off leash and be free and literally has no negative side effects at all. And people are still like online, like you're cruel. And, um, you know, I can't, I, I literally just posted this thing on Facebook that has, 
like a complete breakdown um, of exactly like what an e-collar is and how beneficial it is and literally basically saying like if you disagree with remote collars used in a humane non-aversive way you are ignorant you are completely ignorant to the fact of what it is and not only you but your dogs are suffering from the lack of ignorance that you you have because they're not going to progress and I wrote this whole thing on <laughs> literally um, like on on, on Facebook and and people still I still like still like don't get it like they do not get it um, I'm gonna read you this quick this quick thing that I wrote on Facebook and then I'll let you guys go but I, I just want to like I posted a video on like the difference between remote callers versus shock callers which is so important so 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 valuable uh, for people to understand and um, so basically I said, hey guys, this is my new video, um, and this is for anybody who doesn't understand remote callers, um, and this is what I said, and uh, I'll try to speed through this as, as fast as I can. Many dog owners are living in the past with saying such things as, shock callers are bad. Quotes. We would agree. Using an aversive tool to correct your dog with no background of the tool and using negative associations will straight up freak your dog out. We have come so, so far with technology today. Why should our dogs be in the 50s? It makes no sense to us either. Click the link below to watch a full intro of the remote collar. This is a video I did yesterday. We we see so, so many dog owners and trainers shy away from even talking about talking about negativity about being able to control your dog wirelessly etc um a lot of my a lot a lot of that my friends is dog owners not educating themselves about what the actual tool is anyone who has a problem with this tool i can bet has never utilized it or never used it or if they have it's been used wrong or in the past and it's it, it's immediately wrote off this tool has the ability to communicate with your dog up to a mile in water through walls across the fields etc what if you could down the road, what, I'm sorry, what if you can down the road, what if you could down your dog from a mile away for safety or just smashing every competitive dog sport there is known to man due to the versatility, unmatched timing, or I'm sorry, unmatched timing. Educate yourself. Dog owners, don't be afraid of new things, new approaches, and more importantly, do it for your dogs. They will love you more. Wink face. Now, it's not lazy. And no, it doesn't hurt your dog. Could it? Sure. But that's not how it's supposed to be, though. Anybody and anything can use a tool against its own practice. Ignorance sometimes can be bliss. However, when it comes to our dogs, ignorance holds your dog's full potential back. And I still, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, guys, like, you guys are with me. You're vibing with me. You get it. You understand it. You're shaking your head. You may have goosebumps. It's such a good thing. Like, I love that statement I just made. And... I, I literally put in there like there's going to be people that are like shot callers are bad, but it just means that they don't know what they're talking about. And literally within five minutes, I get a, ah, oh, no, from an Antonio Luia, a 65-year-old lady holding their, her Dotson with a bad selfie um, on on like Facebook who just like the problem with that, guys, here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing that irks me the most. These people, so whatever you, whatever you're doing and whatever – you know, whatever you believe in, like this Antonia girl, this Antonia girl, just for an example, literally has never trained a dog in her entire life, has never worked with an e-collar, has never, has never seen a remote collar, has never seen any of these things. And she is on literally other people's accounts, such as myself, who I, I reach hundreds of thousands of people every week, educating them and helping them and passionately just trying to take over the world of, of just helping dogs. That's all I want to do. 
And you get her going, ah, oh, no, 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 no. Lady, what the f- are you talking about? No what? And that's what I said. I said, no what? Her response was, I just don't like stuff like that. When you can just train your dog without it. That's my opinion. Oh, my head just explodes. That's your opinion. Why don't you, Antonia, stay at your house, take your selfies with your dog, and stay out of like my feed? And t- see, the problem is, is like I don't have a problem with this as long as she just stays in her house and doesn't keep saying stuff. But she's going out on public. I, I have like thirty thousand likes on Facebook, so a lot of people are seeing this stuff. Ah, no, ah, no, what? Like, what are you talking about? I literally just said in this post, if you disagree, and I don't want to say like I'm a binary person of, if you disagree with this, you're wrong. That's not right for me to say. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying like, take a second to watch this video and I will literally debunk every single possible thing you could say negatively about an e-collar. And I will also agree with you about all of the negativity that can come, come with it if used wrong. And still people are like, no, this is terrible. What are you talking about? Drives me completely mad. So as you guys know, I'm super passionate about this. We have some uh, documentary type stuff, some TV stuff coming up. And um, I'm trying to just change the, the world's opinion on things that matter for dogs. This, these tools, these things save dogs' lives every single day. But yet there's people like politicians, like so many people from Europe um, and places like that that have banned these tools are proud of this. I'm like, you should be downright effing ashamed that your government has, has, has literally banned tools that help dogs. Literally, you guys should be utterly painfully ashamed that these politicians who've never even touched a dog, never trained a dog, never held a dog, never worked with a dog, has never seen a dog euthanized, has never seen a dog attack, has never seen a dog hit by a car, has never seen a dog whine and cry because they're bleeding out inside because they just couldn't recall. These people have never seen what happens when you, it's like taking the wolves out of Yellowstone. We don't like wolves. We don't understand them. They kill. They're bad. No. Well, it completely effed up the entire ecosystem for like 50 55 to 60 years until they realized, oh shit, this is life-changing stuff. We were wrong. No crap. It's the same thing with these tools. It drives me crazy when people like say, like, like when I see somebody on my channel that says they're banned in my country, I'm like, you should be ashamed for even saying that. You should be downright just completely and utterly ashamed that you're letting politicians who've never touched a dog make decisions on your dog's life. You should be utterly ashamed, embarrassed. It's it's disgusting. It makes me sick. Um, politics should never be involved in dog politics. They don't get it. They don't understand. It. It's the same thing of like this. See, the thing is, is like we get this we get this uh, government thing of like women, uh, you know, men, you know, the men and, you know, the white men and in, in, uh, in the government shouldn't make rules about women's bodies. I completely agree. But it, it, it's the same concept is it's ideology and tribalism and politics of this is what a bunch of people think because they really don't know anything else and they're puppets and they're like, everyone's telling them this. So they just ban it or they just stop this or they just don't let things happen. And it ruins society and it ruins like 
the livelihood of the, the aspect of what they're actually making laws about that they really have no idea about. It's the same principle. The white men making decision, decisions about women's bodies is the same decisions as politicians standing behind a podium making decisions and making laws about dog training tools and, and the aversive effects and all these different things because it, it makes no sense. And so when you comment on my page or you see somebody comment on my page of like, you know, these are banned where I'm from. It's like, yeah, but there, yeah, many places just they just allowed women to like show their skin. Like just because something's banned doesn't mean it's right. Marijuana's banned, and now look at people are going like, oh shit, like this stuff good, really? Oh, let's start prescribe. Oh, this is natural. This is better. Let's start doing this. So just because shit's banned doesn't mean it's wrong, and doesn't mean it's right. J- don't don't you can't stand behind a bunch of politicians who have no idea what they're talking about banning something. Like that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Like, no, it's the same thing, again, like the people in South United States that are banning, uh, you know, abortion and things like that, that they have no right to do these things. And it's an uproar because people know about humans and they, you know, but the problem with the problem with the dog world is 95% of the pet population in the United States don't get dogs. They don't understand dogs. They don't have a well-trained dogs. They die of obesity. They die of gum decay, tooth decay, aggression, out of control. They drop them off at shelters. Don't let these people make decisions about dogs. They don't know what they're doing. What I would like people to do is really go to somebody's, not mine, anybody's page that has well-mannered dogs, has a success rate, has thousands and hundreds of five-star reviews, has 237 before and after videos on YouTube of clinical studies of things working. That's what we should start making decisions about. That's what we should start looking at. We shouldn't be sitting behind a computer screen, sitting behind a podium in politics, writing, writing rules and laws about what dog owners should should or shouldn't do they have no clue why don't you why don't you study a practitioner i have yet not to meet one single person that has commented on my stuff that has been able to do similar or or the same results that i can with the stuff that i do not one not one and when i have these battles with people i say show me show me send me videos send me the free content you're giving to millions of people to enjoy and to watch and to make better but you want to disagree because of your tribalistic idealistic ways about your opinion about your dog that doesn't matter that doesn't make sense that is ignorance at its finest ladies and gentlemen i am signing off for today thank you so much for listening to the no bad dogs podcast i truly do appreciate it if you found value if you found any type of mm, this is good in this podcast screenshot it on your phone tag me on instagram i will repost you i appreciate you guys so very much talk to you next time peace